0: What's going on, everybody? Fernando and Randy here with the Dealing With Life Stuff podcast. We are on episode nine. Numero nueve. That's right. That's right. So today, uh, our theme is don't just put your head down because others have a career planning for a successful career. Now, Fernando, I think this was your topic originally. So why don't you take take the lead?
1: Yeah. So I guess the idea of, of this, and I think we've had previous conversations when we first met about how some of our mentors, some of our professional role models if you will come from a generation of put your head down do the work wait your turn and when you build a strong foundation then it will be your turn to be successful however not that we're looking for shortcuts I think we're in a day and age where there's ways to just get around from putting in the time
0: yeah no I agree and I, I think that it's worth stating that the older generation and, you know, the people that mentor us, I think they do have our best interests at heart. And I think to them, they just see it as, well, why don't you just take the safer route? But, you know, being that we're millennials, we kind of, we we see what that leads to, and we see it to the life that it could lead, and we think we can do better. Or at least I think I can do better, which might be... <laughs> It might be my ego talking, but
1: that's kind of how I look at things. And I think before we keep going on this particular topic, you know, I'd like to kind of get your thoughts on, do you think, I mean, you, you said it yourself, right? They have their our best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. However, do you think they think this certain way because they were just conditioned to it? Or do you think they just don't want to evolve from it because that's how they went through it and they think that everybody else has to go through what they went through, I think it's probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B.
0: I mean, if I worked my ass off to achieve something, and then I saw somebody come in and get it done in like a, an eighth of the time, I would be a little bit frustrated. You know, my instinct would be like, well, this is this isn't fair. Like this is ridiculous. But at the same time, we have to approach it with the the perspective of oh, I can learn from this person, whether or not they're older or younger than you. If they can do something that you want to do and they can do it better
1: than you, then there's someone you can learn from. And not necessarily a tangent, but somewhat of a tangent. You know, the idea of this person's going to do this so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this. we have kind of a, this conversation planned for the future, but I kind of think of a parent, right? I went mm. to people. I went, I went to high school with people whose parents told them, I didn't get to go to college, so you don't get to go to college. Mm. I don't care if you have a full ride. You're not leaving because I didn't get those opportunities. And so on the flip side, I see it as, you know, some of our some of those role models, some of our mentors, they want us to go through the same struggles that I went they went through, not just because they're bitter. Mm. But, like, why do you think people struggle with evolving from that? And why do you think that our own, even even myself and you, I'm sure, You know, why do we, why do you think we struggle from just, um, being able to think that way?
0: That's a great question. And it's interesting to hear that, that there are parents not wanting their kids to go to college. I've honestly never heard that. That's eye opening for me. Um, but I think, and I've thought about this personally is if I were to try and teach someone the things that I know, could I do it effectively without them going through the things that I had to go through? And I think that's where a lot, that might be a, a, a possible root of that ideology of that these people need to go through the things, same things I went through because otherwise they won't achieve that. But I think, you know, because we're an evolutionary species, we should be able to look at the past and see what went well, what didn't go well, and be able to improve upon it. I think that's a, a great cornerstone of humanity and something that I, I think we should all be pr- very proud of
1: about ourselves. Yeah, I agree with that. and I think. What I want to do is add perspective and some context before we start providing our own ideas and tips and tips and tricks on how to be successful without putting in that much time. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I want to make sure that people don't misunderstand us when we say that you can find alternate routes from being successful other than just waiting your turn. And I think as millennials, Generation Z coming up and everything else they they label us as impatient. They mm-hmm. label us as people who just want to find shortcuts and don't want to put in the work. But I think what's important to note is it's not our lack of patience. It's it's just that we, we want to find purpose in what we do, right? Yeah. Now, in saying that, there is a lot of importance to saying that you have to be patient when you first start. Yeah. Because I think we all struggle... Um, right now with knowing that you can still be successful without putting the time, but we don't know the difference between being to, uh, being put in our place mm-hmm. and just being told to like wait your turn and the balance of you actually having to find patience. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah I it, it's that when is it right to be working and trying to improve yourself in the way that that the older generation would want you to versus when is it time to, to try and think outside the box, I think is what you're trying to get at. Yeah. And, and
1: the other thing is, so for example, you know, my career, there's been plenty of times where I thought I was ready for the next step. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with being patient and saying, you're, you don't have the skills yet. Mm-hmm. You don't have the foundation yet. You lack technical expertise. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I'm going with this is sometimes we think we're ready for the next step and we want the next label. We want the next promotion. Sure. But we genuinely are not ready for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I want to remind our our listeners is there's a difference when people are miscategorizing you and legitimately, you know, holding you back. Mm -hmm. And and, and then on the other side, there's you just need to wait. Right. And you got to be patient and put in the work.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And for me, the way I've always kind of looked at that thought process is whenever I'm trying to to do work or, or work in the office, if I am bored that to me is an indicator that I know this well enough that it doesn't take that it doesn't give me any mental stimulation from it and to me that's a sign that I could use a bigger challenge and I don't know if that's true for you
1: I completely agree yeah
0: but if I am just gung ho on on learning and I'm still you know if, if I still have to think about the things that I'm doing then Obviously, I'm still getting better at them, and I can and I can continue to get better at them. But for me, I always look at the point where if I am bored and can still accomplish a task and do it well, then I probably am ready for the next next challenge.
1: So level complete, next level. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I had a great uh, a great talk with one of the people who's influenced my life, and he said <laughs> he said Randy, when I was in your position, I didn't just try to go on to the next thing as soon as I could I got to when I thought I was ready and then I waited a year to master it he's like get good at something and then wait a little bit longer to master it and then move on to the next thing because that mastery will stick with you
1: and I think that kind of goes into the next tip if you will on what I wanted to want to share is knowing where you're headed has mm-hmm. a lot of value in knowing where your career should go and it also reassure reassure reaffirms you reassures you that you are being patient in that regard Mm regard. And so what I mean by that is if you know where your career is supposed to be three years from now, five years from now, you can kind of set these quarterly yearly milestones Mm -hmm. and knowing that you're hitting them. Right. If you don't have that, you may feel that you're not hitting milestones fast enough Mm -hmm. or that you're hitting them too quick. And that in itself is going to make you want to say, oh, I'm next. I'm next in line for this particular role Mm -hmm. when you really haven't hit that. Right. Uh, And I think it's important, you know, to be able to look at kind of like the macro macro view of multiple people in the same role. Mm -hmm. You can look at, you know, five different engineers and look at their career and where they went. And it's important to know, you know, if they have kids, were they married, were they single, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Because when you do all of that, you can kind of find an average of the careers. Yeah. And you can get a better idea of where your career should go uh, without the all outliers. Yeah. But when you just look at one person, mm-hmm. then you're going to feel like you're not good enough or you're better than them. And that takes you into and into a kind of a dark place, if you yeah. will.
0: Yeah and and this might sound a little arrogant on my part but I consider myself as having a career of an outlier like I've I've excelled really well in my career and I'm I'm at a point now where I'm doing things I'm I'm doing the same things as people like five to ten years older than me Um, but it's just because you know I took for me I found such a passion in what I do and an, an enjoyment out of it that I enjoyed learning about it and I just spent a lot of time doing it even when no one was looking and thinking about it and studying it and getting better at it and and also just some a, a bit of a natural aptitude but I always try to tell people and the college students that I talk to I say look guys don't don't look at my career as as a guideline for for getting things you have to follow your own path like I've been very lucky and very fortunate to be where I'm at and to have achieved the things that I've achieved and I, for me, it was a lot of right place, right time, and, and and so I I look at myself as an outlier in that in that situation, um, but for for most people, I think you're you're absolutely right. You've got to look at the averages, and you've got to see, okay, well, so this is the average. Well, maybe I can maybe I can push the bar a little bit, or maybe maybe I don't feel comfortable pushing the bar a little bit. But this is kind of where I know I sh- I I could be, you know?
1: Yeah, because it definitely reminds you of what. Comfort looks like, mm-hmm. but also complacency. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember in. And, mm-hmm. and so if, when you get complacent, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you can't beat yourself up or hold that against your employer because they haven't promoted you. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. you got in complacent, you got in stagnant, and so at that point, it's not an exponential growth in your career anymore. Mm-hmm. So similar to your career, you're gonna kind of start setting it out. Right. So getting a, instead of getting a promotion every year it may be every three years. Mm-hmm. but it's important to note like how your progression is going and what milestones you're hitting. So let's back up a little and think about practical advice. You know the podcast is for young professionals or those going to college. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be able to give practical advice to someone who's just starting their career, or maybe even the college person. So practical mm-hmm. advice for the person who's in college, for the person who just graduated, and then for someone who's four or five years into their career, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think you would have liked to have known in college as far as career planning goes?
0: Ooh, what, a, what a great question. Um, for me, I, I think that the most beneficial thing that I learned in college or had in college was access to, to people in my career, my, my field. And I think being able to talk to people, In the profession that you're considering being in is is super important because they'll have that expertise um and that that knowledge base of of hey i can kind of you know show you the direction to go in but it's up to you to take those steps and my my thing in college if i could go back to college if i were you know back to 20 year old randy 18 19 year old randy i would spend more time engaging People already in the workforce and in the career path that I wanted to be in, and just, just so that I could have more access and more information and more knowledge and be more prepared. For me,
1: it's I'm gonna answer it from more from a skill set standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think people who are in college have to develop a huge, huge sense of self awareness. Yes, and develop practical communication skills. Yeah. because if you're either too timid or way too outgoing mm-hmm. it's going to take you in different directions but the self-awareness part is, is key because if you can have a self-assessment on where you are and where you need to go mm-hmm. and you can't communicate that with people mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to get tangible advice
0: yeah no I think that's that's well, well, well put um, if you can just Talk to people and say, "Hey, you—you you know, I, I want to do this." Well, maybe that person knows somebody who can introduce you, or maybe they can give you, or maybe they have an idea of how to help. Um, and and being honest with yourself about that too, and especially in terms of like timidity or being too outgoing, it's really good to recognize that. For me, I recognized that I was too—I was too shy in in college, and. I made a very concentrated effort to get out of that. And now I'm, I would consider my, most people consider me a pretty extroverted person, I think. Um, but I, I still enjoy being alone and have my alone time. But I, I've i have learned to enjoy making new friends and being around people
1: a lot. Yeah, definitely being uncomfortable, or being comfortable being uncomfortable around people. Yeah. And so you, you can develop that communication skills and know who you are. Mm-hmm. That's gonna take you a very, very long way. So now one to two, three years, you know, let's just focus on the one year. Mm -hmm. You're just started your career. You're, you're a few weeks in. What is the advice that you wish you would have had?
0: No one is going to expect you to change the world your first year of your career. Don't put that pressure on yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mine's going to be give yourself at least three to six months Mm -hmm. before you feel like you've may have made a mistake. Mm-hmm. there's so many people exactly to your point they feel like they have to change the world they have to know everything mm-hmm. and they think that you know just because they're three months in they're not driving impact in in the company that they're in the wrong place that it's not worth their time and so I think it's hugely important that you don't beat yourself up and you at least give your employer a chance to get you excited
0: yeah yeah I think that's yeah exactly hitting the nail on the head. I th- I see a lot of people go into to the workforce now, in in our field, and they're like, "All right, I got I gotta get stuff done. I gotta I gotta work. I gotta work." I'm like, y- "Yes, you do need to work, but <laughs> the the CEO could could care less <laughs> if uh, you don't, you know, change the company overnight. You know, like they they are hiring you with the expectation that." you're going there's a learning curve and that you're going to be very green when you come in and that they're going to have to teach you like that's they understand that and you know because of that that's why you're not going to get the super the super sexy work at first because you need to understand the fundamentals and you need to start somewhere to learn so better start you off on the thing that's the 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 least likely to um, have a severe positive or negative impact
1: you know I I really believe that an undergraduate graduate is a trained learner with a decent foundation in their industry.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's That's exactly it. That's all it is. My mentor in school said, (laughs) uh, they don't want to hire you because they think you're good at your job. They want to hire you because they
1: know you're teachable. So, yeah. So to wrap this up, someone who is three years in kind of like the middle management, not necessarily middle management, but mid or towards your end of their entry level or, beginning of their career what are some of the advice that you think uh what is the advice that you're asking for right now let's take it that way oh that's a
0: good question i think the biggest thing i ask for is uh is figuring out that balance between striving to achieve something great versus doing what's necessary and and you know what at what point is it fine to only do what's necessary versus when is it fine, when is it appropriate to be shooting for the stars?
1: Yeah, I think on my end, I'm at a point where I'm somewhat hitting a crossroad between a technical route and a managerial route. Mm -hmm. And so I'm starting to ask those questions as far as strategic thinking and, you know, understanding the bigger picture of what it means to run a company. I have aspirations of being able to run an office one day or maybe even own my own company one day. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to understand are the things that I'm focusing on right now the right things? Mm-hmm. Because they're important things. Yeah. But are they important for the wrong path? And, and that's kind of what, what I'm going for now is I'm at a point where I'm just asking these people who are 20, 30 years down the line. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to people who are, you know, 5, 10 years away from me. But I'm really looking towards the way towards and kind of cl- closer to retiring age because mm-hmm. I want to understand, like, their their 2020 vision or in hindsight vision what are the things that they wish they would have done mm-hmm. so i think it's important to you know find people who are closer to retirement <laughs> and ask them those questions to kind of kind of reverse engineer your career of where you're at now
0: fair enough yeah i like it
1: so that kind of wraps up this this episode um and we want to continue to hear you all we've been getting some really cool requests as far as what people want to listening to. If you guys have any questions or any any specific advice you want to hear, please let us know. You know, uh, me and Randy are here to help out in whatever way we can, and we want to continue to pour uh, our heart and soul into this. And uh, we just hope to be able to hit one life and and see what we can change.
0: Yep. Yes, sir. Take care, everyone.
1: See you.